It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Now loading the Down South IT Podcast. me. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name's Clark. Coming to you from the heart of Cajun country where it's been summer for damn near two months now. I'm getting kind of tired of it. But other than that, we are in between seasons. Kind of crawfish season. We're well out of Mardi Gras season. I don't even know what the next season is, to be honest. I'm still waiting on that. I'm assuming it's going to be spooky season with with, uh, Halloween coming up. That's always fun. I like spooky. Spooky's always good. But usually, whenever you go on vacation or something just could possibly be broken while you're on vacation, meaning your cell phone, you are usually not in the exact best place to have to buy a brand new phone. Or you could be in a situation where being that it's summer coming up and kids are getting out of school, your kids are of the age where you feel it's appropriate that they start having their own phone. And you definitely don't want to get them the best and brightest. You definitely don't want to get them the most expensive because what do kids do? They break stuff. That is correct. So today I'm going to give you my top five budget cell phone options. Now, I did scour through a few different articles for these, and I took those merely as suggestions, like I normally do, and whenever I actually compiled the list that I'm going to give you today, which you can find on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, right on the, on the show prep link, underneath the embedded player, go there now, you can find all kinds of cool stuff up there, peruse to your heart's content, but... Everything that I'm going to talk about today is going to be right there on the show prep. So you can take a look at that. I have links, pricing, you know, all of the specs, different things like that. Everything that you would need to make an informed decision. If this is the route that you need to go or are kind of looking for, at least in the case of, you know, possibility your kids start carrying a phone. So while you're out on the website at downsouthitpodcast.com, You will look at the very, very top. They got all kinds of nifty links to all the different places that the podcast is on. You can find me just about anywhere you find podcasts, not just here on SoundCloud, but also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Podbean, pretty much anywhere that you get your podcast, you can find me there. Just give it a search whenever you find it. Like the podcast, that way you don't miss any new episodes. You don't want to be left in the dark. I mean, who does? It, it is what it is. But again, everything I'm going to talk about today is going to be on the show prep on the website, right on the homepage. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the embedded player with all the past episodes right underneath that. There is a show prep link. Click on that. This is episode 1010 and it will be right there for you in PDF format. You can download it and use it. All the links are there to the specific devices. 
I kind of stuck with Best Buy because that's what most people have around. Amazon, usually you can find things about the same price, maybe a touch cheaper. It just kind of depends if you want to go with their software or not. But I decided to go with Best Buy just for the mere fact of Best Buys are pretty much everywhere. So that's what I kind of stuck with. So the actual format for this was going to be budget cell phones. And when you think budget, you think maybe a couple of hundred bucks. But to get something that would be actually useful and would be considered okay for a daily driver, I kind of upped the price a little bit to a, around $400. I got one that's a little above that, but most of them are going to be $400 or less. Um, so that way you can kind of keep an eye on the bank account as well. Granted, these won't have all the high-end features like your wireless charging and some of them don't have like the ultra-fast charging and stuff like that. But for the most part, all of these have a good, solid, you know, all-around spec set that you could use as a daily driver if, God forbid, something happened, you drop your phone in a toilet or something, and you needed to just replace it for a few months, you know, while you build up your funds to get yours, you know, fixed via insurance or what have you. But at least you could use this as a daily driver. It's not something that you might not want to use it specifically as your main phone, but if you needed to use it for an extended period of time as a daily driver or as a first cell phone for a youngin, then, you know, this these could be some very good options for you. So without further ado, and in no in particular order at all, we're going to start off with the Samsung A54 5G. This one is... Samsung's newest foray into the A series. Their A series is their budget one. The more you get into their A series, though, if you really want budget budget phones, you're going to look into more the A10 series or the A20 series, even some of the A30s. But when you get into the A50s, you're starting to kind of creep into that Galaxy range. So these are somewhat budget, somewhat not. I would call it a, a very much a mid tier phone. But they, for the price, they actually give you a lot of a lot of get up and go, and they do have a very nice spec uh, spec sheet on these. The A54 5G, this one right now is 449. So all told, in, you know, all in 449, and all of these are going to be brand new pricing too. This is not secondhand. This is not refurbished. Nothing like that. These are all brand new inbox, brand new pricing. So you can get a, you know, for these prices, these are brand new. These are, of course, this, of course, is end of May. We do have Memorial Day sales on right now. So these pricings may fluctuate just a tad. But if there was some kind of difference, uh, at least from what I saw, I will let you know. But the Samsung A54 5G, again, this is more of a mid-tier phone. So this one, you do get a good bit of heft for your money. Comes with 5G, obviously, since 5G is in the name comes out of the box with android 13 128 gigabytes of storage six gigabytes of ram so really and truly you won't need to even think about storage or ram as far as this phone goes you should be able to run multiple things in the background not a without a problem the good thing with samsung phones is they do have expandable storage and this one does too up to one terabyte so you could put an extra terabyte worth of space in this thing you could fit a lot of movies or a lot of stuff, you know, on a one terabyte SD card and 
use it to play movies for the kids while they're on a long road trip. So, yeah, you can do a lot with expandable storage. I wish more phones would actually do that, but it is what it is. But again, this is a mid-tier type phone, so that's what you're going to get. It is a 6.4-inch Super AMOLED, so you get really good picture, really vivid colors, deep blacks. It's a 2340 by 1080 panel. I do believe this one has a 60 hertz refresh rate. I did not see anything as far as a very fast refresh rate, like a 90 hertz or 120 hertz uh, refresh rate on this on this screen. But even so, the AMOLED is going to be a really really nice screen. So you you know you'll get a lot of those really contrast good contrasting colors if you're watching a movie or if you're watching YouTube videos, what have you. This one is IP67 rated, so it is rated to go underwater if you happen to drop it in a toilet or something. I believe it was three feet for 30 minutes, something like that is what these are rated for. So even if you do, you won't technically lose the phone unless it's like some kind of brackish water like we have around here. And as soon as it breaks the surface, you're done because God knows you can't see anything once it breaks the surface. As you go into the camera setup, you do have a 50 megapixel camera in the rear, 32 megapixel up front. So if you do do FaceTime or Duos with that or Google Meet, since every time for some reason Google decides to rebrand something, they take away one and add something else to one of their core apps. It's Google Meet now, so it, it is what it is. I'm, I kind of gave up on trying to figure out how and why Google does what Google does because all it does is make my brain hurt so anyway 50 megapixel camera out back 32 up front the reviews i did read were that the the camera the rear facing camera does take decent pictures once you kind of zoom in on them it does a lot of optical stabilization so you should be able to get decent pictures out of it the software processing isn't all that great so kind of once you zoom in on something it gets really pixely really fast but just overall, you know, you're going to get decent pictures with it. It is only 7.2 ounces, so it is fairly light for a 6.4-inch smartphone, which is a tad on the big side. But with that weight, you also get a 5,000 milliamp battery with fast charging. So you could easily, if you don't use your phone a terrible amount, you could easily get a day and a half to probably stretch it out to two days on, on a single charge. But even if you even so, you got the fast charging. So, you know, you should be able to top up fairly quickly. And Samsung does make really good phones. I looked at these whenever I was looking for one a while back. I ended up going with a, a Motorola, but that did not mean that this was not in the running. I, I believe it was the 52 at the time that I was looking at with the Motorola that I ended up getting. But that A series is definitely something nice from samsung so if you want something on the nicer end a little bit more high end that's definitely a way to go i did not leave the uh apple fanboys off of this list the iphone se the 2023 edition comes in at 405 405 dollars right now that is with a little bit of a a little bit of a coupon i believe they had a little bit of a sale i think it was like 35 bucks so normally it's 449 now it's 405 so get a little bit of a discount right now as of this weekend I'll say it may go up again these are 5g phones so you do get that start come 
out of the box with iOS 15, 64 gigs of storage. So not uh, you get a decent amount of storage, but 64 gigs doesn't go as far nowadays as it used to. So 64 would probably be the absolute lowest limit I would actually go for a phone. Uh, most of the time I would opt to go something with a little bit more than that. Most of my, both my phones now are 128. I haven't had any issues with that at whatsoever. But now, like I said, I'm kind of used to the 128. So, I don't know, 64, it is usable. But, you know, it is what it is. And being that it is a iPhone, there is no expandable storage on this. You do have one of the kind of odd creature comforts of this one is that you do get wireless charging with the iPhone SE, which is kind of kind of weird. I, I wasn't, uh, I forgot that the SEs actually had wireless charging, but these are also IP67 rated. So they are rated to go underwater for a little bit for about 30 minutes, like I said, about three feet, nothing too crazy with that. Uh, we do have a 12 megapixel rear camera, seven megapixel front camera for FaceTime. This one does come with the same A15 bionic chip that the iPhone, I believe it's the iPhone 13 has. I think the iPhone 14 has the A16, the new version. So this does have a chip that can punch well above its weight class. Those bionic chips are, they are nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> that A15 bionic chip is a, it, it, that is a nice chipset. So you will be able to do just about anything that you want to on this thing. It is just a touch smaller. It's a 4.7 inch retina display. It's a 1334 by 750 display, 5.09 ounces total weight. So you, you do get that little bit of heft from the iPhone because it is a metal chassis. And, you know, so you get that premium feel off of it. Uh, but with that premium feel, you do get a little bit less storage and, you know, that kind of thing. So. It is a little bit of a trade-off, but again, if you're in the Apple ecosystem and you're looking for something on a budget, this is about the only route that you have other than buying something used. Next up, we have the Google Pixel 6a, which as of right now, if you get it from Best Buy and you activate it today, you can get it for 299 bucks. But if you decide that you just wanna buy it outright and not have to activate it or get an unlocked version, those are 349. This is the older one, the one from last year. They do have the Pixel 7a's that are out now. Those just came out, but even so, the, the 6a did kind of have a storied history with software glitches and updates and stuff like that. But for, for the most part, all of those have been ironed out. So once you get all of the available updates to you, everything should smooth out for you, no problem. These do come with 5G. It is Android 12 out of the box, but you do end up updating to Android 13 pretty pretty quickly, I think within the, the first day or two. Um, they come with 128 gigabytes of storage, six gigabytes of RAM. They do have a 12 megapixel rear camera, eight megapixel front camera. This is basically the exact same camera that they've been using pretty much since the Pixel 2. And to be fair, I had this exact camera set up on my Pixel 4a. I do not have any complaints. They really and truly, they're, if it's in this case, it's one of those, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Because the, the camera quality, the picture quality is gonna be really, really good. Not only because the hardware is tried and true, but a lot of it because the software that's backing it 
is Google's, you know, photo software. So the algorithms that they use and stuff like that to actually kind of enhance and, and everything with the pictures that you take, it makes a world of difference. It's not always just the amount of megapixels you have. It's what you do with what you got. So, and they make very good use out of those 12 megapixels. Again, they use the exact same camera setup for six to seven years straight. I think it's a Sony uh, sensor that they're using. And like I said, it's a tried and true sensor. They work great. It works really well in tandem with the Google software. So pictures and everything with this are really, really good, really clean. Again, if you zoom in on it, it's a little mushy, but just if you're just looking to take snaps even in dark light because these do have night sight so you will be able to take low light pictures and they still will turn out really really good i love my pixel 7 like i say it's just a little bit uh higher end than this but i can tell you now the the picture quality is kind of negligible it's not a whole lot different from the two you do get Google's Tensor chipset. So this is the older chipset. It's not the Tensor 2, which the started on the Pixel 7 line and the 7a has now. These are IP67 rated. It's a 6.1 inch screen and you get a 4410 milliamp battery. That's about the same one that was in the Pixel 4a that I have. And I could tell you now that thing, it would run forever in a day. You'd be able to be on your phone pretty much all day long and you would still come home with 20%. So the battery life on the Pixel series, once you get into it, is really, really good. I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, I have two of them. So yeah, I have to be a little bit of a fan, but they are very, very nice phones. Next up, Motorola, 5, Motorola G 5G. And this is the 2023 edition. These are 250 bucks. I do like to throw Motorola some love every once in a while, just for the simple fact of I've had a lot of their phones and it seems like most of their phones are good, but the hardware is always like a year and a half to two years behind. It's kind of weird. I don't know why they do that. I mean, if they have to do that to hit a certain price point, I can understand it, but I don't know. It's, it's just a little weird, but they do have some good stuff. The version of Android that they run is really clean. But like I said, other than the hardware being a touch out of date and the updates not coming very quickly, I guess I got spoiled with my Pixel getting updates every month. Motorola, I think, does theirs every quarter. So, yeah, the updates on that are not exactly spectacular, but... It is what it is. Uh, this one, again, being a 5G phone, 128 gigs of storage, 4 gigs of RAM, so a little bit less of RAM. These I have noticed with the Motorola phones to get them to run smoothly. If you have multiple things that you opened, you almost have to uh, close all of the extra apps that you have running. And when you do that, it does smooth things out a lot. It is a constant thing to have to go through and close out all of the apps that you have, but it is kind of one of those trade-offs again it's it's a very budget phone there's not a whole lot of ram that they have embedded in these things so you have to use what you have and you have to kind of make do with what you have so that's one of the trade-offs it is a 6.5 inch 120 hertz lcd screen so it's not an amoled it's not an oled panel it is still an old style lcd panel but with that you do get very bright 
colors and you also get a lot easier time trying to see the screen in sunlight. LCDs have a little bit better viewing when it comes to using them in direct sunlight. So if you do use your phone outside a lot, this would definitely help. The OLEDs for some just don't pop quite as good with being outside, but LCDs really do. This one has a 48 megapixel rear camera, eight megapixel front camera. Again, the hardware is decent on, on this one, but some of the reviews I was saying are the photos are just kind of eh. So they'll do, but again, it's not something you're going to hang on the wall or anything like that. But if it's quick snaps for Facebook or, you know, something like that, it should be, should do you just fine. No, no issues. This one is running the Snapdragon 480 SOC. So it is again, a little bit on the out, outer end of it. So this, that chipset, I believe is two and a half years old, give or take. Um, these are IP68 rated, so you can't, these are a little bit more watertight than the other two phones that I've talked about before. So being, a, I think they'll do like five or six feet of water for 30 minutes, something like that. That's really the only difference. This one does have a 5,000 milliamp battery also. 6.7 ounces total weight so it is a little bit on the hefty side and it comes out of the box with android 13. now the one good thing i will say about motorola's besides some of their gesture movements and stuff like that and the version of android they run is really clean because of that that 5000 milliamp battery will last you a long time you will be hard pressed to make it to waste that entire battery in one day I would pretty much guarantee it. I had one for a while. Again, that 5,000 milliamp battery would easily last a day and a half. Easily. And I was after talking on it for three or four hours and being on the internet almost all day. So the battery life on a Motorola is going to be one of the, the high points. Storage, again, is about normal. It's just You do take a little bit of a hit with the Snapdragon 480 and the 4 gigs of RAM. So, but again, it's a $250 phone. So, you know, like I said, trade-offs. <laughs> this is all about trade-offs. And last up, I do have the OnePlus Nord and 25G. Right now, they are 150 bucks. But if, again, one of those deals where if you activate it today, you get it half price, basically. Normal price is 300. Even still, not a bad price. 5G, start with Android 12. I know Nord is pretty good about their updates. I have not owned a Nord in particular, but I know a lot of people like them. They don't have any bloatware, anything like that, that they normally ship with. This one actually comes with 120 gigs, 28 gigs of storage, 6 gigs of RAM. It's a 6.4 inch AMOLED screen at 2400 by 1080 comes with a 64 megapixel rear camera, six mega, 16 megapixel front camera. So you, the pictures on these, I actually, from the reviews I read, were actually f pretty good. So in this case, more megapixels is more better, but it's not always the case. But in this case, it actually kind of does uh, do it justice. It does have a 4,500 milliamp battery, so not the not the biggest battery, but still a decent sized battery to get you at least through most of the day. It does have fast charge, which I think they, OnePlus calls it uh, warp charging, I believe what they call it. 
But either way, you'll be able to top up, I think, half of the battery within 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, something like that, I think is their claim. So 6.08 ounces is the total weight on this. And it actually does have an under screen fingerprint sensor. So if that's something that you were looking for, I never did see anything with the other ones. I think the Motorola one actually has a fingerprint sensor on the power button. If that's any indication of how the last couple of Moto G's that I own did, that's usually what they did. It was in integrated with the power button. The iPhone SE has one in with the home button. Uh, the A54, I'm not 100% certain on that. I believe they have an underscreen one, but I, I believe it's a different type. So it, they may have one as well. But either way, most of these will come with some sort of fingerprint sensor, at least a little bit if you wanted to use that for your Apple Pay or your Google Pay or whatever. It, it is And opening up your phone. It is the one good thing about biometrics. They're getting really, really cheap nowadays. So that is the top five, but I actually have a bonus for you. Another Samsung, an A32 5G. This one comes in at 280 bucks. Again, it is a 5G phone, comes with Android 11. I do believe these have been updated to Android 12 by now. This one comes with 64, 64 gigs of storage, excuse me, four gigs of RAM, a 5,000 milliamp battery with 15 watt fast charging, which is not the fastest fast charging, but you know, hey, at least you get a little bit, a little bit of a boost. It's better than the eight and a half to ten that most phones use nowadays. Again, this being a Samsung, it does have expandable storage up to one terabyte, has a 48 megapixel rear camera and a 13 megapixel front camera. This one is running the MediaTek MT6853V system on a chip. So this is the MediaTek version of the Snapdragon processor. The MediaTek ones, they're, they're a little odd, uh, I, I have to say. The MediaTek chips are a little odd because they'll either run neck and neck with Snapdragon or they lag like way, way behind. And it depends on what you're doing. And multitasking and stuff like that, usually they, that, that's kind of where normally they lack a little bit because they, they use efficiency and power cores. So they'll have, it's an eight core processor. They'll use four cores for heavier loads and then four efficiency cores. So with those, for some reason, it, it doesn't like doing multi-core stuff for some reason. I don't know why, but I mean, it, it just, for some reason, it all, they always fall behind from, from Snapdragon. It's, it, it is what it is. But if you're doing singular tasks, games, you know, little things here and there, browsing internet, you know, you're not going to be doing nothing crazy on a budget phone anyway. But it is what it is. We're going from that. But the singles threaded stuff, the normal stuff that you would normally take care of, MediaTek usually hangs in pretty good with Snapdragon. So those I really don't have too much issue with, especially on a budget phone. I mean, they, they, they hang on to their own. So... I can't, I can't really knock them too, too much. This one is 7.23 ounces. So it is a little bit on the hefty side, but it is a little bit bigger phone too. So the A32, it, but I've, I've actually read some really good reviews on the A32. A lot of people like it. Uh, I know T-Mobile was actually giving them away as their free Samsung phone whenever they were doing signups uh, sign a while back. So they have a lot of these out and about in the wild. And from, from what I've read, most people seem to like them. 
they do what they need to do. They're nothing spectacular, but they'll they'll get the job done. All right, guys, that is my list, my top five plus a bonus. Good thing about the cell phone world is most of them are going to be budget at some point, right? So I'm pretty sure we're going to come across this topic again fairly soon, maybe toward the end of the year or early next year again, just to see where we stand and where everything has come. And hey, everything is moving at such a rapid pace nowadays as far as upgrades and what phones can do and everything like that so it it's a really good time to to jump into one of these one of these uh, just the specs on some of these that i said today were like top of the line probably three years ago so i mean we've moved we moved the bar a lot as far as the hardware that phone makers are using nowadays so it could technically be a budget phone but for the most all intents and purposes, you're still going to get a good daily driver if you pick one of these. There's just no two ways about it. So I'll go ahead and call it right there. Thank you all for joining me. I'm going to end it like I always do with a paraphrase from Albert Hubbard. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it cannot replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for joining me. This has been a really cool episode. I'm glad you stayed till the end. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later.